Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. Yeah. Well, what's going on, everybody? It's Dave Mormon here, Home Service Business Coach. I am exceptionally honored today. I've got Josh Heron with me from You Move Me, uh, and he's decided to come on. Uh, and we've synced up our calendars, and I'm really stoked to get him uh, on today's show to drop some value bombs to you, the listener, about scaling up your home service business. So, Josh, how are things going uh, today in your world, my friend? Yeah, all is well, man. We're we're uh, doing great. Excited to be here on the show with you. Thank you for having us on. Looking forward to uh, kind of getting into a discussion with you today. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, and to the listeners, I'm so happy to have Josh on. He's operating a business on uh, on such a different level than most uh, interviewees that we have on. So Josh, just wanted to open it up and kind of tell us um, kind of your current role right now with You Move Me and, and just, mm-hmm. you know, don't pulled back any punches i want to hear kind of the the full scale of the uh, the operations just so the listener knows what we're getting into here yeah sure you move me as a, a local moving company we're in 24 different metros across the united states i also am a franchisee of four of the locations uh one being in kansas city one being in indianapolis one in salt lake city and st louis so fully entrenched in the moving space we've been doing that since uh, been been in the moving space since, uh, gosh, I think it's 2011. So we've got lots of years experience and, and we're really just starting to pick up some steam. You know, uh, total total franchise count is, is a 24, but we have, gosh, well over a, a thousand full-time teammates that are working each day to, to, do ha- to provide happy moving services to the residents across the United States and Canada. So, um, you know, we've been working hard with kind of got to about 25% revenue growth last year, and then we're going to double up with another 25% this year. So hoping to achieve a $50 million number, and uh, we're doing it in a, in a kind of a unique way. So excited to talk more about that today. Yeah, man, that's amazing. I know moving is such a pain in the butt for most homeowners. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very, it seems like a very simple service to be done and a very necessary one, but obviously, tons of moving parts behind the scenes, and especially at the scale you guys are running. Do you say 50 million, five zero as a revenue? Goal? Yeah, that's our revenue goal. Yep. That is massive. Well, tell us, man, what is it about you move me? You mentioned kind of there, there's some unique things that you guys do, it, it, you know, mm. feel free to share as much as you like, kind of how you guys are kind of really firmly planting your flag in the moving space here. Yeah. You know, moving is a challenging, uh, you know, time in everybody's life. And, and what makes it challenging is, you know, you're transitioning from something where a place where you've lived, you know, sometimes five, 10, 15 years, and you've accumulated all kinds of items and things that you care about, things that you might not care about. And you want to take all of those things, you want to package them up and you want to ship them to another location. All the while you want to do that in a timely manner and with no damages. And uh, not to mention, you, you want to make sure the people who do it take great care of your items and, uh, you know, it happens the way you expect it to. 
And all of that may be simple just from a conceptual standpoint, but it's actually really, really challenging. And there's a ton of planning and preparation that needs to go in it uh, to ensure that, you know, the outcome's achieved. And, and for, for us, that the outcome is, you know, happy teammates. We want our, our people that are working at Umovi to be really happy, uh, have a career path, know where they're going. But, you know, we also want our customers to have a world-class experience, to, for it to be something that's unique and different than anything else that they've experienced when using a home service. And we go about that a lot of different ways. And, and um, you know, I think it first starts with the initial phone call into you move me. You know, lots of people have tried to schedule moves and what they get is the answering service for most of, you know, most of the other moving companies. And the reason, and there's a good reason for that. Moving companies are busy. You know, there's not a lot of people providing the service right now. So, um, and, and if they are providing it, it's tough to build a lot of capacity that makes, uh, that makes operating it easy. So the people aren't answering because they're either on the move or trying to help somebody with the move. So for us, we know that a differentiator for us is to answer the phone every time you call within 60 seconds or less. And so that's a commitment we give our customers. We'll provide an estimate there on the phone or we'll set up a time to come out and see your, and see your home, look, take a walk through, make sure that we have a full understanding of kind of what your expectations are because our goal is to exceed them. And, yeah. you know, we, we kind of tag ourselves as home of the best move ever. And the reason we think like that is we, we really believe we have a, a unique understanding about the homeowner and, and what they need from us during this time. Yeah. You know, it's stressful from, from their perspective. And there's a lot of things that we can do along the way to relieve the stress a lot. Of, and, and, and really it boils down to, you know, communication and letting them know when we're coming and being there when we say we're going to be there. And then when we arrive doing what we said we were going to do, not to mention the people arriving and being friendly, uniformed and professional. Sounds so simple, Josh, what you said, right? Like pick up the phone, show up on time, communicate. In your years of experience, why do you find the vast majority of service business owners like honestly suck at that? You said they're busy in the field. Do you think sure. they just misunderstand the business they're in or what what's kind of your thoughts on that because you guys do it so well yeah it's capacity i think it i don't think anybody wakes up in the morning and they say you know what i'm going to avoid all the phone calls that come into my office today you know tr traditionally they they woke up with the best of intentions and they expected that they were going to answer every phone call on the first ring but then life happened there's obstacles that happen in home service where you're getting pulled away from you know really important tasks and so that's why it's so important that you create great scale in your business, scale that allows you to have experts doing the right thing at the right time when your customers need you. Uh, that way you can focus on doing things that are going to impact your business uh, in a really positive way. We talk about doing the highest impact activity in our organization and then being really thoughtful on how we determine what that is. Yeah, no, that's incredible. And and how are you seeing with your your franchisees right now the the success that they're having? You know, I'd imagine you guys provide a lot of these back end systems that allow franchisees to to scale. But I'm even thinking like through the pandemic, uh, I feel like people still almost put a higher value on their home. Right? We've got now mm -hmm. remote work. People want you know an office at home, maybe a backyard for the kids and the dog. I'd imagine like the moving industry um, probably benefited quite tremendously. So how have your franchisees been, been doing the last couple of seasons here? Yeah, franchisees have been doing great. Most of them reaching record revenues and having a, a lot of success. And, and I think what the pandemic taught us is that engagement is so important. 
And it's really important, not just with your customers, but with also with, you know, internal engagement from our, from our seat engagement with our franchisees, and then also helping them engage their people in a way that produces a, a really great impact in their business. And so the pandemic was helpful because it created kind of this mechanism where we needed to reach out to each other and communicate because we couldn't see each other in person as much. Um, so that was really beneficial to, to us and beneficial to the teams. And then, yeah, we do provide services for our franchisees, but one of the most important services we provide is business coaching and helping them understand what's best for their business at that specific time. Because yeah, right now we answer the phone calls for about eight of our franchisees, but you know, a majority of them are answering their own calls. And that was what was best for their business. And the franchisor provides a great phone answering service. We convert at a really high level, but it's best to spend time when we're uh, working with our franchise, finding out what's the best thing for them. And for some of them, it's having their own phone service and teaching them how to do it in a way that's still world-class and then providing support services along the way. So I think that, uh, you know, from you move me as a franchisor standpoint, you know, I think it's just like being really innovative and flexible on, and, and just trying to serve your franchisee in a way that you anticipate what they might need. So when it comes time where they need it, you have really great resources to provide them. Yeah. Um, and then as a franchisee, cause I'm a franchisee myself, you know, what, what I, what I found is, uh, you know, during the pandemic, like it just, I think it was Andy Grove who said that, uh, you know, basically during, during crisis, great, great companies improve, good companies survive and bad companies die. And so it really got a gave us an opportunity to kind of see where we were and we were able to make some substantial improvements in our business model, uh, in our companies, both locally and at the franchise or level during really tough times where we were really uncertain on what was going to happen. So we felt really fortunate to have great teammates uh, in the franchisees and great teammates in the franchise where that were willing to do whatever it took to make sure our customers were getting served and our people were getting taken care of. Yeah, man, you're in a unique position. If I got this right, you, you've got four franchisees that are your own. You're the CEO of You Move Me and you're the franchisor. Is that right? Uh, yes, that's right. Man, that's a, just talk about flexing your leadership muscles through a pandemic. Like that's a lot going on. But one thing you said really struck me was like the fact you're a franchisee. I think you see both sides of the equation because off call you were saying, you know, sometimes, and I, I know this firsthand because I've been, I was in a franchisee role for six, seven years. You sometimes have different goals, right? The franchisor wants to see top line revenue growth. And then the franchisee is almost like, well, how much profit are we making? So mm -hmm. can you touch on that a bit? Because I think that's something you guys do uniquely where there's an equilibrium and win-win franchisee to franchisor relationship. Yeah, certainly unconventional. And I actually don't know anybody or really anybody else in, the, in a role similar to the one that we're, we're in here. Um, and what I think the benefit of it is, is uh, for we, we do what's best for You Move Me as a whole, because in order for You Move Me as a whole to be successful, a franchisor has to have success, has to have money that they can invest in resources to provide ongoing support, innovate on technology and, and create kind of new you know, new stuff for the franchisee to take advantage of. Uh, and then on the, on the same side, franchisee needs the franchisor to support them in specific types of ways. And sometimes a franchisor believes that it needs to support 
in a way that the franchisee actually doesn't need support. And so because we're kind of in the middle, we have the ability to see what I would consider clearly and kind of go back to the highest impact activity. We can then help the franchisees in the best, most efficient way instead of doing the things that we may have thought that they needed uh, in missing the mark. And then yeah. from a franchisor standpoint, like we, with knowing what our franchisees need, we can have a better anticipation to provide them with what they're needing currently and what they'll need down the line. Yeah, it's amazing, man. It's it's just about caring. When you, like, I feel like when you actually care about your people, your franchisees, and it's less about the dollars, like that's when the dollars actually come in, when you actually mm-hmm. flip the script and care about them is such a counterintuitive thing. Can we talk about, um, I know we're kind of jumping all over, but I'd really love to hear bottlenecks of the business because most people I talk to, the actual service teams tend to be the bottleneck to growth. Are you finding that? Obviously, you're at scale here, but how mm-hmm. are the franchisees finding the hiring and the training of the technicians that are actually doing the uh, the moves? Can you just share kind of uh, how that? It's, it's a great question, and you know, mm-hmm. in the home service space, I think I think it's undefeated when it comes to capacity being the bottleneck, and most of the time coming from you know the human capital standpoint. And you know, we're no different, but we chose to attack it in a different way this year. Um, so. This year, we hired, you know, when we're looking at our budget and revenue projections uh, and how we allocate our budget most effectively, we, de- we determined that the biggest need of our franchisees was in the recruitment area. And previously, we may have spent more money on marketing, we may have spent more money on, you know, coaching or events, but then with identifying that, you know, the biggest challenge that our, that our franchisees were going to come across this year was going to be having enough of the, of the right type of people. We, we kind of thought, well, what would it look like if we hired internal recruiters here? We manage them and we help provide services to our franchisees. We're actually sending people into their business where we've already done the screening. We've spoke to the franchisees and we uh, understand what they're looking for. And then we have this ongoing dialogue. And we have resources available to them to help them do the things that they need most. Because getting more business was actually not the problem. We had more business than, than we could actually do. So it was, how do we get the people to do the business that, that was already there? Um, and so we, we've spent, gosh, the last five months, and I think we've hired over 800 people across the, uh, across the uh, North America for all of our franchisees. And, wow. you know... That will, I don't I don't know any other franchise system doing that, and that was innovative for us uh, because we were that was just us looking at okay what is the what is the greatest need and then how do we provide that and not really utilizing any like there's no sacred cows in our business you know we could have said well we don't do that we actually only do these things but we knew that this would be the one thing that would yield significant benefit for the franchisees and for the franchisor you can grow top line revenue as well if you're fully staffed better. Yeah. Uh, well, and your franchisees can make more profit. Totally, man. And you're probably hearing on all your coaching calls with your with your team, like that is the biggest bottleneck to scale. So it's smart on a franchisor's part to help do a little bit more of a done for you type of model. Not where it's totally hands off for the franchisee, but if you could get each franchise two to four to six more high quality technicians in the field doing the move, like what's the it's win 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 for everybody then. Yeah, and at no additional cost to them, right? Like all, all inside the same fees, just reallocating the dollars to, in a more efficient way. 
And yeah. so I think that w- what we found is that our franchisees responded in a, in a really awesome way where they were like, hey, look, this is awesome. How do we get more recruiters? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So be- before it was like, man, I don't know if I'll use this service, but mm-hmm. you know, when the rubber met the road, like it was something that became really integral to them being able to scale their business this year. Yeah. The one thing I love, man, about your business model is similar to the junk removal. Like you can have guys, girls working like on the ground with a fairly straightforward, I would imagine training process where you look at, like I had a house painting business for 10 years and, you know, you paint houses through college and you're doing exterior trim. Okay. It's fairly straightforward, but when you get into some interior painting projects, you get into a two or $3 million house um, the the scale of like skill set just got you know leveled up where yeah. you know I do like the prospects of the moving industry you see young folk like myself like I swear my wife and I move every two or three years because you're always mm-hmm. just looking at real estate and moving and I think it's less of our parents generation to stay in one house for 30 years and sit tight like I think the younger homeowners may be a little more on the progressive end potentially but I just think there's those two things working in the pipeline in, in the next decade that I think could serve the industry quite well. Yeah, I think you're right. And, and the challenge is going to be, yeah, the initial training is, you know, relatively straightforward, but similar to, you know, painting, you can paint if you have kind of a middle of the road house, it requires a specific type of painter. Just about anybody can do it. They can roll the walls, they can cut it. But then if you start doing more high-end work, it requires a little bit more senior of a painter to do that work. Same thing for moving, you know, a single apartment. If we're moving a two-bedroom apartment, it's pretty straightforward. We teach them how to pad and wrap the furniture. We teach them how to protect protect the floors, doors, and railings, you know, how to provide great customer service. But then as the as the kind of moves start to get um, a little bit higher in value, you know, the items that you're padding and protecting aren't just couches anymore. And they may, they may become sculptures or they may become really expensive wine fridges instead of just the standard wet fridge that sits in your garage. And so then you need a higher level, a higher caliber, more training with your movers. So you can, you know, you can assist all the customers because the goal here is to, you know, build a company that that everybody can use. And it doesn't matter if you're moving a $10 million house or a one bedroom apartment, you're getting world-class service on both of those. Uh, the experience may be a little bit different because we may need more time on the $10 million house. Yeah. But the, the reality is we want to, we want the service to be exceptional on both, on both services. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, I want to be conscious of our time and there's kind of two more things I want to touch on. Number one, I'd love to hear, um, can you just touch on your kind of telling me a little bit more of your corporate model um, with the business? I'd love to hear on that. And then we'll kind of segue into just hearing uh, Josh's top top couple tips for someone who is, you know, on the truck looking to grow their business. Mm -hmm. So let's maybe just start and hear a little bit about the unique corporate offering. Yeah. So what we're really excited about is entrepreneurship. And we believe ourselves to be very entrepreneurial. And we want to not only, you know, help entrepreneurs grow their businesses, we also want to help them get into the business. So uh, traditionally, you move me was offering, you know, franchises where uh, a traditional franchise discovery process where you would come in, do several interviews, and then we would, 
you know, select to award you a location. We had several people interest, interested. And as we continued to get down the path, what we really realized is that, man, we have really incredible people that we're working with currently. And what would it look like if we provided a path for them to go from, you know, entry level to entrepreneur? And we were able to see that vision all the way through and launch four different locations in the last 12 months that allowed us to take entry level team members, develop them to senior level leaders, teach them what it was like in a launch class platform to launch their own business, and then put them in space and provide them ongoing support and coaching. And here's the thing, they're owners of the business and we and we fronted the capital in order for them to, to get started. Um, and then they'll own the business long-term and we'll partner with them participating, you know, alongside of them with all of the struggles and the opportunities down the road. And so we're really excited about that program. We know it's a little bit unique and, and uh, something that isn't normally done in the franchise space, but we felt like, you know, the generation of people that, that, that we get to work with, they're, they're, so, they're so great and they're, they're innovative and they're creative. But, you know, a lot of times uh, the franchise goes to the only person that can afford one. Yeah. And the best franchise partner is the one that maybe can't afford it. And maybe they just need the opportunity to, to grow and to be an entrepreneur. And if they do, they'll have the ability to flourish. And, and we've had a ton of early success. That's super cool. Well. So you guys will go and float, say, the money to, for the startup. So maybe you'll get a $30,000 truck and some basic seed money for marketing. And like if you've got the person with the right core values and attitude uh, and you guys are basically showing them the roadmap and not letting the initial upfront money be uh, an inhibitor. I think that's, I, I don't, I have not heard of a franchise or kind of doing that in the space. So that's really unique. Yeah. You know, I think what we found is that the more discovery we, and, and to be fair, there's been several great people that have come through a franchisee discovery, but you know, there's been a lot of people that aren't great fits as well. And so if we have great people in our organization currently and they want the opportunity to grow and they want to own their own business, you know, how do we kind of step up to bat in a real meaningful way and then help them get there? Uh, that's kind of the, 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 the use case we we're working against. And, and uh, you know, we've been really fortunate to find some really good early adopters, uh, trailblazers, if you will, that have, you know, got, jumped into business ownership for the first time and, and are and thriving. You know, these are people who already love the space. They know how to do it physically. They're willing to do it physically and they have long-term potential and upside. So we just need to give them the opportunity and then provide them with the resources to grow and, and see, see how they do. And so far they've done really, really well. So, you know, we'll keep, uh, keep looking for the right people moving forward and, and hopefully we can create lots more entrepreneurs for, for North America to, uh, uh, to, to get to have them serve North America. Yeah, that's amazing, man. I know when I was a painting franchisee uh, with my university first class painters, I was always getting upset because the franchisor would be like grabbing my lead painters that I would like develop and they would get them to run a franchisee. And I ended up losing like four of my staff um, because they were, you know, coached up through the system. And it's like, great, they got to have opportunities. But I know like that was always one thing I was always like, dang it, there goes my yeah, best people. But again, like having this ascension model is just so cool to see people, you know, be the best versions of themselves and have yeah. opportunity. Well, that's a great point, right? Like, and you want, uh, you, we never will never steal, take somebody from our, our people. 
Uh, but what we look at is if this is the story and people know that they can, you know, go to 24 locations across the United States or, you know, uh, or Canada and they can walk in and they uh, want to be an entrepreneur. Um, and if our franchisees can get those caliber of type of people into their business, their business is going to be tremendously better. The story that they'll be able to that they'll be able to tell you know the customers and and the story that they'll be able to tell the rest of the staff will be better, and then uh, maybe they're the ones that they want to partner with that person and open up a franchise. Uh, we we don't we we're kind of indifferent. We just want more entrepreneurs in the space, and so uh, we believe that we have the kind of the right mindset and and then the right formula, the right playbook to provide great service to the people of North America, and so as many as much uh as many cities as we can get into with the right people we're excited about that and uh looking forward to continuing to find the right entrepreneurs to to, to bring into the business super cool man well as we wrap up i'd love to hear um a piece or two pieces whatever you like of kind of advice most listeners on here are kind of sub one million dollars they've got two three four five employees mm -hmm. you've got a long lengthy resume in the business space in home services so what would be a, a takeaway or two you just have for the listener to kind of keep keep it practical here on this chat yeah first first things first is gather information and it sounds really easy but uh you know reading and gathering good information through books and authors is probably one of the most impactful things that I've done. And, you know, I talk, I, I talk to my staff each, each Monday, we do kind of a, a mini town hall. And one of my tips for them today was every morning when you're on your way to the, the, your office, listen to an audiobook, and not a fiction audiobook or a podcast of, of kind of, you know, not, that's not intelligent. Listen to something that's going to add value to your life because your brain needs to be stim stimulated before you get into the office each day. And I think that's just one simple thing you can do. And on your way home, you can listen to whatever you want. But on your way to the work, be really intentional about what you're listening to and find a book. Uh, I always recommend Ryan Holiday's books because uh, he's, he's still, he, he talks about Stoic philosophy. And I think it's always really like informative and motivating because uh, he, you know, he'll bring up historical information. I think it's really good for people who are getting started for the first time. Yeah, man, I love that. Uh, Ryan's book, uh, what is it? The Obstacle is the Way was, yes. uh, what a good book that was. I still remember, man, it was like six, seven years ago, I was sitting on the beach reading that. I had a pen and I was just underlining half the stuff. Like the guy's <laughs> such a good author. And I, I don't think he's- So good. Yeah, I feel like enough people don't know about him. So that that's a good uh, good one. Do you got any other uh, recommendations for kind of a new up and coming entrepreneur? Yeah, the second thing is don't guard your desk. Uh, a leader's a leader's job is to be in front of their people. So be where your people are. And if you're sitting by yourself in front of the computer, recognize it's probably the wrong place to be. Yeah. Engage with your people. Uh, either if you're if you're working from home and you're doing it remotely, be on the screen like you and I are currently, or yeah. or you know meet them when they're coming into the shop. Be in front of them as much as possible. Uh, that'll give you the opportunity to really learn about them. Uh, and if you learn about them, you can help them become more successful. You'll understand them better. Uh, and then I'll give you a quick third one. Always understand what the goals of your team are and, and not just professional, also has to be personal. So I always ask everybody, give me uh, two, prof two, two professional goals and one personal goal because a, a great leader is gonna help people accomplish 
the things that they want to accomplish in their personal life through things they need to accomplish professionally. Yeah. Um, so those would be my top three. It's amazing, man. Well, let us know, um, you know, maybe a listeners heard this, they want to hear more about your unique uh, corporate offering or franchise system. How would be the best way for the listeners just to get connected with, uh, with Josh? Yeah, just can just connect with me and my email, josh.heron at youmoveme.com. Happy to hear from anybody. And uh, you can just drop in, look for book recommendations or anything like that. I'm happy to, to help in any way I can. So thanks for having me on and, and best of luck with the show. Yeah, thanks so much, Josh. I'll get your email in the show notes. And thanks to the listeners for uh, popping in to listen and uh, enjoy these gold nuggets. So take care, everybody, and we'll be chatting soon. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.